Welcome to It's Finally Friday. I'm excited. Big game last night. Actually watched it at work. Didn't really watch it at work, but I listened to it at work. So don't get me in trouble with my bosses or anything. So here's some top headlines. Frustrated Urban Meyer calls Jacksonville Jaguars 19th straight loss heartbreaking. I wouldn't, I don't know if there's words that are worse than heartbreaking. There has to be, an, there, you can't think of another word. That's worse than 19 straight losses. I'm still trying to figure out why Urban Meyer even went to Jacksonville. I don't know if he was just being cocky and arrogant, thought he could turn the, turn the whole football franchise around in one season. Urban, you're not going to change the whole Jacksonville Jaguars landscape of losing six, 19 in a row in four games. It's going to take probably two to four years to put your players in place, get your franchise going, get the defense, get the trenches working, getting corners, everybody, special teams. It takes a long time for to rebuild. And they're like basically in their first year all over again, trying to rebuild around Trevor Lawrence. So it seems like Trevor Lawrence has a pretty good head on his shoulders. He's not, doesn't seem like as of, as of this media reporter is saying that he's not getting down on himself with all the losses because like he said, and they talked about it on the game last night, that he hasn't he hasn't lost. He was undefeated in high school. He like what? He only lost like one or two games at Clemson his whole entire football college career. Then he's got already double losses of his whole entire life ever. So I don't know. I'm just went not going off on that. But, you know, they had a 14-0 lead, and they were on, like, what, the six-yard line or something, getting ready to score. They went for it on fourth down. Cincinnati stopped them, and that pretty much turned the tide around. It could have been, well, if you want technically it would have been tied at the end of the game if they would have went for a field goal, and then that missed field goal by uh, the rookie for Cincinnati then it would have been tied because they won by a field goal last night at the last second. Two game-winning field goals in four games, I believe, for that rookie kicker. That's a beast mode. Jaguars 0-4. Not good. Anyways, I'm supposed to be doing top headlines. I'm sitting here yapping about the Cincinnati game. Phoenix Mercury's Diana Taurasi becomes oldest player with 30-point game in WNBA history. This is out of Las Vegas. Because while Phoenix, Dinah Taurasi, injured left ankle, has limited her mobility and non-game day-to-day availability, her shooting stroke has not suffered a bit. Taurasi scored a playoff career-high 37 points to lead Phoenix to 117-91 victory over the Aces to even their WNBA semifinal series at a game apiece. She's 39 years old. Older than me. Two years older than me. She doesn't look that bad, actually, for 39. Anyways, 17th year in a WNBA veteran became the oldest player to record 30 points in a game. Let's take a look at uh, a quote here. As you get older, you want to be in practice and you want to be in rhythm, but that's when you've really got to lock in and kind of lean on your experiences that you've had in this league for a long time. That's what Tarasi said. She went 10 of 13 from the field, including 8 of 11 from three-point range. That's beast mode right there, boys. Beast mode. Take a look at this one. Bryson DeChambeau advances the final group at Long Drive World Championships. The event began Tuesday when the field was narrowed down to 64, went down to 32 on Wednesday, and now top 16 will compete on Friday for the title at the 645 Eastern time. Don't know what channel that's on, but DeChambeau's going for the long ball title. 
And there's your top headlines of the day for your Friday. Welcome to the Friday show. We are at the top headlines. Dallas versus Carolina doing NFL picks today. Then we're going to do some UFC picks. If you had ESPN Plus, if you got the Disney Plus package like I do on your Verizon or all or any of your mobile devices, you can watch the fight tomorrow night. And it starts like at 7 o'clock. So the ESPN Plus get fights always start a little earlier. So the UFC 266, they started at 10 o'clock Eastern time on 10 p.m. So, kind of looking forward to going to Fight Island again. I don't know when they're going to do that. I think that's going to be coming up soon as well. But anyways, let's get into the Dallas-Carolina matchup first. Again, like I wanted to say, September's over. Goodbye, September. Hello, October. And you know what that means. Halloween time. And my daughter's birthday. She'll be nine. I can't believe it. That's crazy. Panthers versus Cowboys. We are in week four. It's going by pretty fast. Days go by slow. I've noticed when I get older, days go by slow. Months go by quick. It's weird. I don't know. We're going to take a look at the history of the Dallas Cowboys and Carolina Panthers. We're going to take a look at players to watch and maybe your predictions. Maybe you have a different prediction than me. It's going to be tough because Carolina is 3-0. and Let's take a look at the history behind it all. I know we talked about the history of the Dallas, or Dallas of the Ohio State Buckeyes versus Rutgers. Now we're going to take a look at the history of Panthers Cowboys. All time record nine and five. That goes to the Cowboys. Two and zero oh in the postseason goes to the Panthers. So Panthers have beat the Cowboys twice in the playoffs, undefeated. Most recent result. This happened September 9th, twenty eighteen. Carolina beat Dallas 16 to 8. So let's see. It goes into talk about um yeah, so the ninth in 1995, I don't know, fun fact here, Carolina Panthers became an expansion franchise back in 1995. And they went 7 and 9 and 12 and 4 actually back in the day. Uh let's see. The franchise even regressed and struggled to post a winning record until a revamped offense back in 2003 Super Bowl where they fell the New England Patriots on a late field goal. So Carolina Panthers were in the Super Bowl. That was the year I graduated high school. Don't think I watched that. Uh, let's see here. Is there any more? I'm trying to look and see what all information there is. But there's the history behind everything for the Carolina Panthers and the Dallas Cowboys. Then let's see. I'm trying to see some picks. Let's, let's skip that. And... We're going to get into the one I want to talk about, where it talks about the individual stats. Then we're going to talk about the spread and the over-under, because I just that's what I do. And by the way, McCaffrey's out for the season. I know, I, I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago or so. That, this girl on in the fantasy, I mean, that, what they, I told you about this. They, so these husbands and wives, they get in this fantasy draft. I think it's just the guys that get too. They double down on it to, to try to win. So these, there's like a two, two couples or three couples that have two different, uh, fantasies. And the one's a guy, one's a girl and all that. The husband and wife, you know, but she bought, she spent like 75 dollars for McCaffrey. 
McCaffrey's hurt. I called it too. I, I told my brother, I said, McCaffrey's not going to do good this year, but I didn't know he was going to get hurt. So he's, he's out. Spent all kinds of money on McCaffrey. Then she spent all kinds of money on JK Dobbins. Both of them are gone. <laughs> Man, I'd be so mad. All right, let's look at some individual stats for the passing yards for the quarterbacks. Shall we? Sam Darnold. He's doing pretty good. 888 passing yards, three touchdowns and interception. It's a, it's a crazy what another team makes. When he was in the New York Jets organization, he looked like crap. He looked like he shouldn't even be in the league. Then he goes to an organization that it seems like the probably offensive coordinator and the coach and everybody's probably working with him. Got a better offensive line. Got better players around you. Got a better supporting staff. And that's what happens. So Dak Prescott. Dak is back, is what I say. I'm going to probably get a t-shirt, make a t-shirt like that, and sell it on eBay or something. <laughs> $20 a pop. Anyway, Dak is back, 878 yards, six touchdowns, and two interceptions. That's a good TD interception ratio there. Rushing. It has McCaffrey, but he's not playing. Elliott, he's coming up on 200 yards and three touchdowns. Let's see. Moore versus Lamb. That matchup, pretty much even. This is going to be at AT&T Stadium. I want to go to AT&T Stadium so bad in Arlington, Texas. But one of these days, uh, I might go, hopefully. Maybe by the time I have enough money to go out there, I'd pr they'll probably have a new stadium again. Anyway, Dallas Cowboys favored by 4.5, over-under is 51.5. I'm taking Dallas in this. Taking Dallas, but it's going to be close. It might be only by a field goal. The spread's going to be really, really close. So it's kind of iffy question mark on that one. I'm going on over on the 51.5, even though Carolina defense looks really, really good. Looks pretty good. 224 yards allowed to 418 yards for Dallas. They got to clint they got to make that defense better in Dallas. But like I said, I think, what are they, second with the most takeaways? They're doing pretty good in takeaways. Dan Quinn has that defense rolling. That's all I'm saying. That 418 yards allowed is going to start going down during the season. Just letting you know. So Carolina's only loss was to Baltimore. I think that was in preseason. So, like I said, a 3-0. Jets, Saints, and Texans, which isn't really that great of a team. I don't know. They dominated the Saints, though. 84 degrees at kickoff. And it's going to be on Fox at 1 o'clock. But I don't know if it's going to be over on the East Coast. It might be a West Coast showing. Because we got a lot of big games in NFL this weekend. Uh, at that time. So hopefully it'll be on. I'm really crossing my fingers and hoping that this game's going to be on. But Stephen A can eat crow. Because he's. I don't like the way he talks bad about my Cowboys all the time. But it looks like the Cowboys are going to go 3-1. and one. Like I said, it seems like they're going to have probably a 12 or 12. I'd say at least a 10, a 10-game 10 season. They're going, to be, they're going to take the NFC East, I think, easily, in my opinion. But hopefully, my predictions are correct. So let's take a look. The Dallas-Carolina matchup's done. Now we're going to look at the... Um, the uh, I don't know why I just went to the college football thing. But uh, we're going to look at some... Man, I can't talk. Football. NFL picks. You ready for the NFL picks? I already wrote three down. I'm going to just do three. Do a one o'clock game, afternoon game, and a night game. So the I'm just picking the Lions and Bears. I don't know why I'm picking the Lions and Bears. Because, ah, I mean, the, we already picked the Panthers-Cowboys. That looks like the best matchup at the one o'clock time. Unless you're a Browns fan, you'll see the 
Minnesota Vikings at Minnesota on CBS. That's probably that's definitely going to be showing here. But Lions Bears on Fox. Take a look at that one real quick. Detroit's 0 and 3. Chicago's 1 and 2. This is going to be a pretty close matchup to me at least cuz Detroit's been hanging in there in all these games. Detroit's not that bad of a team, not like that their record shows. But like people say, you are who what your record is. But Jared Goff, 801 yards, five touchdowns, and two interceptions. That's good. 5-2. I don't know who's going to be starting against Andy Dalton uh, with uh, the Chicago Bears. I don't know if Dalton or uh, Justin Fields or the other guy. I don't know who the other third guy is. But um, it's kind of anxious to see who's going to start because that uh, I think that guy's on the hot seat, the coach. Uh, so he's rushing Swift, 123 yards and a touchdown. Montgomery, 203 yards and a touchdown. So that's kind of close. Montgomery has a little bit of an edge, but he has more carries. Uh, receiving yards, Hawkinson versus Mooney. Uh, looks like it's going to Hawkinson. So kind of anxious to see. But it's Soldier Fields in Chicago, so that's going to kind of carry some weight of my pick here. I'm always kind of favoring the home team. But again, we don't know with the quarterback carousel out there in Chicago. We don't know what's going to happen. But they have Chicago favored by three, 41 and a half. I'm going to just call it right here. I'm calling it right here. And I'm going to write it down. So that way I know. We're going to do, I'm going to pick the Lions with the spread. And we are going to go, I think Jared Goff's going to go off in this. And we're going to go over on the over-under. Big pick. I think the Detroit Lions get off the schneid and get their first win of the season against Chicago in Chicago. And it's going to turn their whole season around. And they're going to make the playoffs. No, I was playing. But Detroit will get their first win in Soldier Field tonight or Sunday. One o'clock game. 72 degrees there. Uh, did I say the ticket sales there? Did I say the ticket sales? Does it say? Oh, $97. If you want to go to Soldier Field. All right. Now we're going to take a look. At the afternoon game, Steelers versus Packers. I'm kind of anxious to see how Aaron Rodgers is going to do with controversy. It's all fun and game. It's all fun and games and great, and everything goes well when you are winning, and your team looks good. But what happens to your attitude towards the franchise and towards the organization? Because we already know that he does not like the front office. So it's kind of anxious to see if they lose this game against Pittsburgh, because Pittsburgh's coming off of a big loss against Cincinnati. I don't think Big Ben's even going to be playing, so I don't know who their backup quarterback is. So it's going to be kind of a, a tough matchup, especially they're going to be in Lambeau Field, I believe. So whew, that's going to be tough, 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 tough. Pittsburgh's 1-2, and two, Green Bay's 2-1. and one. They have Green Bay big-time favored in this one. I don't think Roethlisberger's going to start. I, I honestly don't think he's going to. I don't know. But he's got 801 yards passing, 3-3 three and three for his TD interception ratio. Rodgers, 649 yards, 6 touchdowns, and 2 interceptions. So he's got a 6-2 to two interception ratio. Najee Harris versus Jones. I really need Jones to go off in this one because I have him in my fantasy. Uh, 123 yards for Harris. Jones has 150 yards, 2 touchdowns. Really close in carries as well, so it goes to Jones. Uh, Claypool and Adams, 211 to 309. That goes, that goes to Adams with a touchdown as well. So if you're looking at individual, individual stats, Green Bay looks a lot better. $107 for tickets if you want to go to Green Bay. 
Uh, Green Bay's favored by six and a half. So Pittsburgh's got a or Green Bay's got to win by a touchdown, pretty much with six and a half. Forty-five over under. I don't like Pittsburgh, and I'm never going to root for Pittsburgh. Seventy degrees at kickoff. We're going. Do you want to? Do you want to just go ahead and go Green Bay for the uh, for the whole thing? We're just going to do pack, Packers outright. Packers. The Green Bay Packers outright. We're going to go. Let's look at their defensive stats. Nah, we're going to go over on the forty-five and a half. Over and writing it all down. That way I can keep up with this thing. So there's your picks for the Pittsburgh Green Bay game. Now we're going to go to the night game. Eight twenty. Eight twenty on NBC. Bucks Pats. This is the big matchup that they were talking about. I know we talked about Bill Belichick, how he's kind of be kind of a hard butt, you know, against the uh, against uh, Tom Brady. Then you had the trainer talking a bunch of stuff this week, saying that Bill Belichick never treated Tom Brady as an adult or whatever. I, that's how I took it. Took like treating him still. He was like twenty years old all the way through his career. I don't know, but. You can't really talk bad about Bill Belichick. I know everybody's always talking about Tom Brady, but Bill Belichick's probably one of the greatest, if not the greatest coach of all time in NFL history. Fun fact that he coached for Cleveland for about a year or two. I don't know if you guys remember that back in like the 80s or 90s, early 90s. Anyways, so let's take a look. It looks like it's going to be fairly close on this one, uh, but it's going to be in Foxborough. Two and one Bucks, one and two Pats. 8.20 Eastern Time kickoff. Let's look at the individual accolades, shall we? Tom Brady, over 1,000 yards passing. 10 touchdowns to 2 interceptions. Crazy how he's doing all this at 43 years old. 44, I think he is, 44. Mac Jones, the rook, 737 yards, 2 touchdowns, 3 interceptions. That's not a good TD interception ratio. Leonard Fournette, I thought he was going to blow up in the NFL. He's been all right, though. Been a decent, good running back. 92 yards. Harris, 176 yards and a touchdown. That goes to New England in the rushing category. Uh, receiving, Godwin versus Myers. That goes to Godwin with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Gillette Stadium. Tickets, you ready for this? It's over double what the last one was. For If you want to go to Chicago, remember Soldier Field was only about like 100 bucks. This one's $246 if you want to go to Gillette Stadium. That's a Sunday nighter. It's probably because it's going to be Big-time matchup, Tom Brady back to New England where he started his career. Anyways, Tampa Bay favored by a touchdown over under 49. You think Tom's going to go off on this one? You think, is Gronk going to start in this one? I have him in my fantasy. I don't know if I have to start Hooper for the tight end for the uh, Cleveland Browns. I don't want to do that. But I want to probably keep Gronk in all the way until, well, shoot, it's it's Friday right now. I'm going to probably keep him until tomorrow and see what happens. He's questionable, seems like. Let's see. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got to look at this. Um, Gronk is questionable. Whew. A lot of questionable guys for the Patriots. Anderson, Wynn, Noy, Duggar, and Folk are all questionable as well. Gronk, Bernard, and Dean are questionable for the Buccaneers. And then Gill and Malkin are on the IR for the injured reserve list here. Oh, man, I don't know who to pick on this one. This is going to be tough. Does Tom Brady take out the Patriots? Does he win big when he goes back to Foxborough? Does Gronk and Tom have some kind of... They were talking about how they're going to do something to get back at uh, Bill Belichick, but we don't know. Let's go Bucks. Let's say that they cover. Bucks cover a touchdown. They win by 10. 
Let's go over on the 49. Okay. All right. Now we're going to UFC. I know we had... That we already did a recap on here, the top headlines. Dallas Cowboys versus Carolina Panthers, NFL picks. Now we're going to go into the UFC fight night. Santos versus Walker. This is going to be tough. Here we go. I'm kind of excited to watch this. I don't know if I'm going to watch it because we have a lot of football games on tomorrow too. I can't miss my college football. I mean, I might miss some NFL games, but I don't really miss college games at all. Just I'll let you know. So we got Alexander Hernandez versus Mike Breeden. The odds aren't up yet, so I don't know. I can't tell you all the odds, at least on the UFC site right here, because I got the UFC.com event, UFC Fight Night. Um, this is a light heavy, lightweight division fight. I got Hernandez. Aspen Ladd versus Macy Chasen. Chasen. Uh, this is a women's bantamweight bout. Number three versus number 11. I got Ladd. She's number three. Uh, Misha Surkinov versus Kristoff Jotko. I have Jotko, even though he's fighting at number 13 ranked middleweight. Now we're going to the welterweight division. This is, I'm just going to go really quick on these. But we're going to probably look into um, the co-main and the main a little deeper. Welterweight bout Alex Oliveira versus Nico Price. I got Nico Price. This is a welterweight bout. Neither one of those guys are uh, ranked. Then we're going to the co-main event. We're going to look in this one kind of deeper detail. Trailblazer Kevin Holland, 21-7, versus Kyle Dawkins, 10-2. Um, they're both coming off losses. Both are 6-3. Both are pretty close at weight. 81-inch to 81-inch reach goes to Holland over 76-inch reach. But Kyle has a long, little bit of a longer leg reach. Win percentage, this is going to be a KO versus a sub type matchup some 19 to 20 percent go to the decision uh, average fight time 11 and a half for holland 15 for docus so he takes you into the deep waters and tries to beat you significant strikes that is pretty close but we're going to give the edge to holland grappling that is ooh, that's pretty much pretty good for docus so it's going to be one of those stand-up versus takedown guys matchup in this one. And I have Holland because I just like Holland. All right, now you got Thiago Santos, which he's got the Thor hammer tattooed on his belly chest. It's pretty cool. And then you got Johnny Walker. Number five versus number 10 in a light heavyweight division, and this is the main event of the evening. 21-9 and nine for Moretta, Thiago Santos. Versus Johnny Walker, 18-5. and five. Santos coming off of a loss. Walker's coming off of a win. Both from Brazil. I didn't know Johnny Walker was that tall. Walker's 6'6". Six, six, and uh, Santos is 6'2". Big time reach advantage for Walker. I didn't know this. So Santos is going to have to try to come inside. Both of them are kind of knockout artists. Average fight time is 8 minutes to Santos. 5 minutes and a half. 5.23 to... To Walker, significant strikes here. It's pretty close, but you got 72% significant strikes for Johnny Walker. Um, but everything else is pretty close, pretty even, identical. But Santos's defense is a little bit better. Grappling, 
Um, if you go by the grappling statistics, looks like it goes to uh, Walker, actually, uh, which is surprising. So, uh, let's see here. I was trying to see who he lost to. Um, yeah, he lost to uh, Rockich after a unanimous decision. Santos did. Just wanted to look that up. He has 15 wins by knockout, only one submission, and five wins by decision. I'm looking at the guy that I'm picking. 49% striking accuracy. 38% grappling accuracy. Takedowns landed five, takedowns attempted 21. So he's not going to probably take you down. But uh, I got Santos in this main card. And there's your UFC picks. There's your UFC fight. Um, and there is your show. So I'm done with the show. Hopefully, hopefully everybody is happy now. So Friday, got, I, yesterday I did the college picks. Today I did the NFL picks. So hopefully I go pretty well. Last week was a really good week for me in sports and in my picks and predictions. Went undefeated in college. Only lost one in the UFC. The NFL, I went 3-3. Three and three. So overall, the whole weekend was really, really well for me. And then all my teams won. Ohio State won big. They actually covered the spread when I talked about Akron. So that was impressive for me. Then we'll see how they do this week. But they play Rutgers at Rutgers. We talked about that. We'll see how that goes. Then today, talked about NFL picks. Dallas Cowboys going to win at home against Carolina. I'm really excited about that. Uh, make sure you follow, subscribe, like, check out my YouTube page, AJ Let's Talk Sports. I'm here on my podcast as well. Keep going, keep moving, stay motivated. Uh, love you guys. God bless.